welcome to Stylist Soul Tribe Conversations. I'm your host, Lisa Huff. Over the last five years, I've coached hundreds of hairstylists and beauty industry professionals, helping them work their dream schedules exclusively with their dream clientele and earn their dream income, all while fostering genuine connections and lifelong friendships inside the beauty industry. In this podcast, we dive deep into abundance, manifestation, business building strategies, and creating a life that you are truly proud of, both behind the chair and at home. Are you ready to embark on a journey of personal growth, success, and sisterhood? Then hit that subscribe button now and get ready to experience the pure magic of Stylist Soul Tribe Conversations. Hello, friends. Welcome back to Stylist Soul Tribe Conversations. Um, I'm not sure what order these podcast episodes are going out. We're just batching right now. Uh, But Leisha and I are here at Yoga Lab again Mm -hmm. in the podcast recording studio, just trying to bang out a few while we're here in person together and not doing it on Zoom. So we don't have much of a script for this episode, but I I wonder how often we'll do this. Maybe it'll be monthly, quarterly, Mm -hmm. biannually. Who knows how often we'll do this? But I think for this podcast episode specifically, we just want to kind of talk about things that we're seeing come up Mm -hmm. in the industry, specifically probably Soul Tribe, because that's Mm -hmm. really the world that we're in. Um, And there was just a few things that we were actually here a couple weeks ago, just working together. And we had like a deep dive conversation on a lot of these things. And we were like, shit, the mic was set up. (laughs) Like that would have been a good podcast episode. Um, So we're going to kind of just chat. I don't know what direction this is going to go in. I don't know how long it's going to Mm -hmm. take. Um, But I figured while we're together, we may as well get an episode batch. And I think this is just really relevant to a lot of stylists right now. So Mm -hmm. hopefully if it lands for you, um, it's what you needed. And if it's not affecting you right now, please don't take it on. But this is what we have found um, a lot of people have had going on in their world. So first thing, I have a few things written down. First thing that we want to talk about is education overload. Mm -hmm. We're hearing, we've been hearing a lot of people say that for a long time. And it's hard because here I am over here, like a form of education, you know? And so like you want to provide for people, but also this unique situation that I'm in where I get to talk to so many stylists, education overload has been big for a Mm -hmm. while. So what are your thoughts on education overload? Yeah. So I feel like Especially lately, it's like we're all kind of finding almost like it's like we all need this side gig or sometimes we're looking for like that mm. what's next and things. And so you, it's like I see a lot of people who you can tell they have taken a course mm. and then it's just like wash, rinse, repeat mm. on their pages mm-hmm. or just, you know, whatever they're trying to build. And so it just kind of feels like it's gotten so loud mm-hmm. and like but all of the messages feel almost the same and that's where it's like just feels a little it I don't know I want to say that yeah Yeah. like this everything we're about to talk about I want to say with so much empathy because you guys I have been yeah like I have been in that position of like I want something new I love helping stylists I want to show up in a way that I can help stylists so I have so much empathy for the people that I see Mm -hmm. doing this like get it I love that keep finding your thing but what we're what we were talking about specifically a couple weeks ago is just And this kind of leads into we also have social media burnout on here is I just feel like for the last it's been a a little while now. It Mm -hmm. just feels like everyone and their mom is educating in some way, shape or form. Again, not judging them. I'm out here trying to do it too, doing what I love. But it does almost feel like it's like we've gotten to a time where online educators are teaching you how to become an online educator mm-hmm. yeah. and that everything that you're hearing and seeing is just like a regurgitated version of mm-hmm. the same thing of what other people are saying and then I think it's also the stylist perspective and this is something I've been one changed my perspective around it so much when I started to learn it is like pain point marketing yeah um it works. Like, I understand what pain point marketing it is. We all do it. We just talked about the traveling hairstyles. Mm-hmm. We talked about all these pain points. Like, it is a real thing. But then I think there's these stylists who get on Instagram and have been getting on Instagram for the last, probably since COVID, fair to yeah. say, right? And it's like all these pain points are just being, like, shoved down their throat. And it's, mm-hmm. like, creating a mental health issue. Yeah. Because they're like, oh, my gosh, I don't have exactly everything how it's supposed to be. I don't have this, like, business. I mean, literally, these all three go together we had three yeah, things really it really does it was yeah. education overload expectations and social media burnout and what I've felt and Leisha said she's felt the same and mm-hmm. we have this conversation a lot in Soul Tribe is just 
everybody being yelled at from all different directions of like, you're doing this wrong or you need to implement this strategy and these steps Mm -hmm. to have the after. And like, once I read building a story brand marketing made simple, I've taken these courses of like how to sell online things, which you need to know how to do that. It's so easy for me to identify it. And I think so many people take on pain points that they didn't even have originally. Because they've been getting on Instagram month after month after month and Every educator under the sun, again, no shade to anybody, is telling them you're doing this wrong or this wrong or it's supposed to feel like this. And then when it doesn't, they're left like, what's wrong with me? I'm not hitting all these goals or doing all these things like everybody says I'm supposed to be doing. And I just want to shine a light on that because it's fucking with people's heads a lot. Well, I think there's like just some, there's amazing educators out there who also happen to be like amazing marketers. Mm -hmm. But I think sometimes like the problem is like, you obviously you're kind of speaking to a whole platform and there's so many people who I think just feel and it probably especially honestly coming off of like everything that our industry went through just with like COVID and Mm -hmm. pandemic and dealing with that and and business and like this lack of like security we Mm. almost feel like I think a lot of people got into this like headspace where they just feel lost and so Mm -hmm. these people that obviously like are marketing something yeah it's like you start hearing that and you're like oh that's me or oh Mm -hmm. I have that I have that problem but but it's like sometimes Did when you, you think look at the you bigger had picture, it before you even heard yeah, that? it's like actually maybe not. Yeah. So it is kind of like it can be hard to be so aware in those mm-hmm. moments. But I think it is kind of like trying to develop a really good self awareness of like mm-hmm. where you're at, where your business is at, just so that you're able to like I think just tune out what you need and tune mm-hmm. out what you don't. Mm-hmm. And it's okay to not need mm-hmm. everything or certain things. And or... I think maybe like, cause it's like, yeah, we just say it and it's like, mm-hmm. okay, this is happening. What do we do about it? But I think awareness is like step one. And what I would just encourage people who are really feeling that, cause mm-hmm. again, I don't think any of these stylists that are doing this should stop doing it. Like if I empathize with anybody, it's like, I want to get out from behind yeah. the chair. I want to start doing something different. I'm feeling called to something bigger. I know that feeling so strong, but I think for stylists specifically, like what I would really encourage you to ask yourself when you're falling down mm-hmm. the funnel of somebody's mm-hmm. marketing is, was this a solution I was seeking out before this program was mm-hmm. put in my face? And how many times is the answer no? Sometimes it lands spot on. Yes, you need this. Love that you found the right thing at the right time. But I think so many people, if you really paused and asked yourself, are these even problems that I'm facing, that I'm seeking solutions Mm -hmm. for? Or is this person just making me feel something? You know, because honestly, that's what it is sometimes. And again, I get it. Like, I I don't even want to say fall victim to it because I'm obsessed with educating myself. Mm -hmm. And like, I'm obsessed with finding mentors and learning from other people. But... I just feel like it's the mental health side of it. There are so many stylists that are just like, I don't know what to do with myself. Or again, Mm -hmm. we'll we'll turn on to expectations. We'll keep, uh, you know, identity private. But where there was somebody in Soul Tribe who has been struggling and um, her business isn't going super well, which we all have lulls. And, um, you know, she's just feeling like she's not making the money she's supposed to. She's not getting the clients Mm -hmm. she wants to get. All of these things. And, like, we're trying to pour into her. And I think so much of it, not that I just want to, like, be woo and say everything comes back to mindset, but I could hear so many things that she was saying that I'm like, I think expectations Mm -hmm. is the problem here. Like, she would say oh, I just need to keep trying this out and eventually something will click and it will be easy and I'll have my like big break. Mm -hmm. And I think if you've listened to the Traveling Hairstylist episode, again, I don't know what order these are going to come out at. We've talked about like, you guys, I'm five years into this. I've created something I think is really amazing and really beautiful. It is a legitimate like self-sustaining business at this point. Nothing has clicked yet. Like, yeah. I'm still trying. We get on a weekly call, and I'm still like, I don't know what the hell I'm doing. Yeah. Like, that's just how it works. Yeah. Yeah, and I think I think with, like, having these certain expectations, because it's not to say that, I, that I've not myself invested in something that mm-hmm. I feel like did really transform mm-hmm. my business. I've also invested in things that didn't transform mm-hmm. my business. So it's like it, it does go on both sides, but – I think it is kind of being able to assess whether, like, with certain expectations, sometimes it does take finding the right mentor, the right, you know, focus of something to dive deeper into Mm -hmm. something. But sometimes, and this is when it's the hardest, it takes you almost stepping completely Mm -hmm. back. And it's really scary to think of that because when you're in a, a mind, you know, a mindset or just even a space of, like, with your business, 
where you feel like you're like, no, I got to keep going. I got to keep pushing. Mm. Something's going to work eventually. It feels almost like the opposite kind of advice to expect to be like, no, like you're too in deep Mm -hmm. and you need to like, like you literally said this to me like Mm -hmm. not that long ago. Like you need to like take, like walk a couple steps back, zoom out. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And almost like, it's almost like recheck in with yourself Mm -hmm. in those moments Mm -hmm. Because in a weird way, and it's like it never makes sense. And even when you're the person who's receiving this, Mm. like, information, you're like, what? (laughs) Like, that doesn't make – like, and, you know, maybe some of it is, like, from the hustle culture. I don't know. Mm -hmm. But it it is so crazy how it can kind of feel like that's exactly what we can need sometimes. Mm -hmm. Not every time. But Mm -hmm. sometimes, yeah, it's hard to see from the outside Mm -hmm. what's happening or to, like, you know, um, almost even kind of, like – not let yourself overdo things, overthink on things, because it's so, so, so easy to do that. And I think that's when we can kind of almost get too deep into that. And that's why I'm such a big fan of white space, because I feel like when you get so engulfed into programs, different cultures, these almost like kind of culty mentalities where everyone's thinking the same thing, Mm -hmm. saying the same thing, um, you you don't even sometimes know what your own thoughts are. Like you've yeah. been hearing other people's thoughts for so long yeah. that there oh, is gosh, power yeah. in just like stepping away like, wait a minute, let me check in with me. What do I think about this situation? How mm-hmm. do I actually feel? Is this actually something that I'm dealing with? Or am I absorbing the stress of what other people are dealing with and taking it on as my mm-hmm. own? And so it's like, obviously I'm out here like trying to connect everybody and that is like yeah. my sole purpose. But it would be irresponsible to not touch on the effects that that can have and yeah. how there needs to be moderation to it. And mm-hmm. like a self, and I feel like me and Kristen even talked about this a little bit in our podcast episode, like mentors are great, your guru, whatever is mm-hmm. great, but like your intuition and your knowing has to be the driving force. And I know that's really hard for a lot of people because they've never felt in touch with that. Mm-hmm. And then, of course, there's a program teaching you how to, like, get in yeah, touch with that. Like, yeah. it's just so – it's so hard to even talk about because it's, like, what is the solution? Mm-hmm. But I just think shining a light on it and talking about it is important because I know yeah. we're all just feeling it. And we're like, what is going on? Yeah. And I kind of wonder if it's almost, like, a – result too of like even just like the influencer culture where it's like you see so much of you know different stylists or even just different influencers as a whole and yeah we sort of like take on indirectly almost that persona their struggles Mm -hmm. like the things that they're doing and and I think something that I've always really respected of you and and other educators too is like I think one thing that can kind of be almost like a a little bit of a defining difference Mm -hmm. is when you are going into education and like or mentorship or anything like that I think like there's a difference between people just directing you to do this Mm -hmm. this 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 like almost Mm -hmm. to like a freaking Mm tea and I have heard you say it and again like other mentors and and education I've been like here's something you can do but also how does it feel in your Mm -hmm. gut or sometimes it's even like if like a mentor is asking you certain questions to where you are still pulling it from and within Mm -hmm. you rather than just being like almost like dictated at or told there at. There is something dangerous to a one-size-fits-all yeah. approach. And I'm a big fan of a strategy, a playbook, yeah. a blueprint. Like, those do have their time and place, yeah. but not for your entire trajectory of your career. Mm-hmm. And I think that's where people get so tripped up is, like, they're being sold, oh, follow this to a mm-hmm. T. I will solve every problem for you. They have these high expectations because that's what they were promised. And then they get to this point and they're like, did I even build something that I want to have? Um, this is not re- hitting the expectations you told me it was going to hit. And how can anybody ever promise that? Everybody's going to be so different. And, like, you can take education. I just think we need to come yeah. back to, like, sitting with ourselves and, like, being self-decisive and, like, knowing mm-hmm. what is right for you and what isn't. That's an interesting thought about the influencer culture. And I think, like, it becomes that like echo echo chamber that people talk about like you have your Mm -hmm. algorithm and so you're being fed like the same thoughts over and over and over and over again that we get so like resistant to anything different yeah but like isn't that the importance of like being a human is like hearing different perspectives seeing different things so it all just kind of so much yeah weaves its web into every bit of that yeah yeah I think so and and I'm even kind of curious too like if you, like, if someone does kind of find themselves in, the, in those positions, I mean, from your perspective, like, what do you, like, what is sort of, like, the first step to mm. even 
pulling back and like what does that even mean like I can know what it means to me but like I guess just hearing it from you talking from that point like what Mm -hmm. it means to you like I'm just curious I mean it's kind of hard to say too because I know what it means for me as well but I think that here's what I find a red flag and I even read to you a message again I'll keep Mm -hmm. identity you know anonymous but I had a message from a soul tribe member who is opening a salon and she sent me an Instagram message and she was like do you know of any like high level salon owner coaches Mm -hmm. I know there's this person and this person and they're like $20,000 or something and like like is there anybody I just I'm so scared I'm gonna fuck it all up Mm -hmm. and I wanted to like kind of pop off. Sorry if you're listening to this friend. <laughs> I love you. And I was able to put my words together eloquently and it landed with her. Thank goodness. Cause it doesn't for some people. And I just said like any coach telling you that you can build one, it, God, there's so many ways, different trajectories. I yeah, yeah. One, you can build this exact salon like they did. And sure it might be a tried and true method, but like is that even what you want or is that supposed to be theirs? Mm. Like, isn't that the point of this life is finding what's ours and not what somebody else's? And then also it's like this perceived safety net that you think that you're like paying for. But in my opinion, if you're going to be investing that much money, like do the work on yourself so that you don't need that perceived Mm -hmm. safety net. Because I can't tell you how many people get to the end of a course or end of a whatever guru life-changing thing they expect to get. And they're like, well, fuck, this isn't what I thought it was going to look like. Yeah. And I think that is like the important thing too is like, in, even in that message, it's like, I'm just so scared that I'm going to fuck up. Yeah. You're going to fuck up. Yes. You have to, you like, you almost that. have to fuck up. Literally, to, like, in order to, like, get to the next, like, leaps and bounds of where you want that to and be. And it's the similar feeling. And then I did, we did connect on Polo after this, and I connected her with another owner who just sent me a similar message. I'm like, you guys need to talk. You get, you have a baby, you come home from the hospital, and I remember it vividly. I was also young. I remember mm-hmm. vividly sitting with Skylar in her crib, our dog just staring at us, <laughs> me and Ryan just looking at each other, like sleep-deprived hormones all over the place, and we're just like, who let us take this baby home? What the <laughs> yeah. fuck are we supposed to do? She could die. Like, why oh are we gosh. allowed to do this? I, and when you buy a house, you go through these, like, adulting yeah. things, and you look around, and you're like, hello, is any, is there a grown-up around that can, like, guide me? Because I don't oh know gosh, how yeah. I got into this position, or yeah. who let me do this. It's the same thing. Like, you think if everybody, like, could just pay $1,000 and get a perfect playbook, everybody would have a successful salon. Mm-hmm. They're supposed, it's supposed to be hard. That's mm-hmm. what makes it worth it. Like, you're supposed to go through... Those struggles, you're supposed to learn your own path along the way because that's literally the point of being a human. Yeah. Do you want to just, like, code your life and the rest of it just, like, plays out? Of course you're going to fuck up. Yeah. Yeah, because it's sad because I know there's so many people who do get certain ideas or they get Mm -hmm. certain thoughts about things and they hold themselves back. And and I'm saying all of this Mm -hmm. as someone who, like, is still in it and does this and, like... But that comes back to expectation. You're never not in it. Yeah, yeah, exactly. have these conversations you're never not in it sorry yeah no you're fine but it's um but it is sad to think like there's so many people who get in this space and like they get this like inkling of Mm -hmm. something and they hold themselves back and it's like it really does come down to just like we get in our heads we get anxious about it we get scared about the what ifs Mm -hmm. and it holds us back from a lot of like big risks or just changes or Mm -hmm. things like that but then it's almost like, is that really worse than continuing to, like, sit in this space the space of, like, yeah, where you know you're not fulfilled, you're not happy, you know there's something you're and supposed to be doing, many you're trying late, to find your purpose. Like, generation, end of their mm-hmm. career stylist do we also talk to, too, that just said, it really yeah. wasn't what all I wanted it to be. I have some regrets. Yeah. I wish I would have done this. I wish I would have done that. And so I think staying so aware of that mm-hmm. in the moment, and that's why I am so big on, like, white space and big magic and mm-hmm. I know that was just my journey that's my own story it's so hard for me to like teach something outside of the story I've been through mm-hmm. but like for me I can't tell you like I had an idea one time of like okay hair fluence or I was gonna like make a course and it's like here's how you work with brands here's your what's next because that was my what's next for a moment yeah but it's like one if enough people do that then enough people take it and then everybody's doing the same thing and it's no longer special it's mm-hmm. no longer your different thing um that and I think this comes back to those stylists that I empathize with that are becoming educators, taking a course, saying the same thing everyone else is saying. Like sitting and p- being patient and waiting and asking yourself, 
in waiting for an idea to the point where you can ask yourself, Mm -hmm. does this already exist? Am I filling a void anywhere? Because if you're not, while I, again, I empathize with you wanting to help people in a bigger way, unfortunately, you kind of got to wait for that idea sometimes that's that revolutionary or that different. And it's really hard to have these conversations with other people. We are both doing something so like that, you know? And somebody's like, well, what is that for me? And it's like, unfortunately, nobody can tell you that. But isn't that everything in life? It's just being patient. And like, then when the biggest, craziest idea comes and there's no course you can buy that teaches you how to do it, Mm -hmm. you just give up on it. Like, to me, that's, I don't know, purpose and like life being lived how it's supposed yeah. to be. Yeah. Yeah, cuz that's what I mean is it's like it's like how many people had these like amazing innovative ideas that got lost mm-hmm. or maybe moved on to somebody else because they were, you know, whatever happened. And because we always kind of, like, tell, I think, ourselves a lot of stories, too, of, like, well, I'm doing this. Like, I, you know, let me just kind of hold off on that. Mm -hmm. Or, oh, but I don't feel like I know enough about this. Mm -hmm. And, like, sometimes it does really mean, like, putting yourself in there. And you can feel like the dumbest person in the room, which is always a beautiful place to be also. Because you just learn so much about what that journey is going to be. But And I think this is where, like, expectations come in Mm -hmm. so heavily is, like, you can even get sit and have an idea, and then you're already planning the expectations before you mm-hmm. even started the yes. idea. Like, that's just how that's it goes. What you did. That's what I've done. Yeah. Yeah. But I think it's, like, at that same time as, like, you're planning the expectations, I think it is so, so, so important to also plan for the uncertain mm-hmm. at each expectation. Mm-hmm. And, like, okay, here's the expectation, but, like... Plan B, C, D, E, F, G, mm-hmm. and sometimes all the way or to C might happen, too. also just recognize that probably every time you're getting hard mm-hmm. on yourself, is this an unmet expectation? And yeah. if it is, how can I undo that expectation? Yeah. And, like, this is a really weird way that these intersect, but I'll share on it really quick. Hopefully I don't regret sharing <laughs> on this. Um, but I've had on my vision board for the last, like, many, many, many years, expect nothing, appreciate everything. Mm-hmm. Gary V talks about expectations, and for some reason that lands really well with me. And I truthfully, I think every time we find ourselves upset, we can ask ourselves, is this an unmet expectation? I'm not mm-hmm. saying, maybe this is, like, the very self-preservation in me. Like, I maybe it is healthy to have some expectations of some people. But for me, I genuinely, truly have very little expectations from anybody ever because then I won't be upset about anything. So, like, mm-hmm. a very small example Um when me and my sister like had kids we would have these conversations where like our parents didn't show up as grandparents in the way that we thought they were going to and there would be moments and times where I would like get really upset about that or she Mm -hmm. would get really upset about that and I I think that's when I would hear Gary Vee saying that I'm like well why do I have this expectation in my head and so that can go for your spouse that can go for your friend that can go for your parents that can go for any this is just like a life Mm -hmm. lesson Every time you find yourself upset about something, beating yourself up, doubting yourself, is this an expectation that I had and who gave me that? Can I let that go? And then does that all of a sudden take all of this way? And we've even, now we're going really all over the place with the conversation, (laughs) but like that conversation me, you and Kristen had late Mm -hmm. at night at the retreat, we were even talking about like friends expecting so much of each other and like wanting you to show up uh, for them in a certain way. And I think expectations are just like truly the root of like you upsetting yourself all the time. Yeah. Yeah. And I think even just to add to that, like I'm someone who does put a lot of expectations on myself, Mm. like hard on myself. Mm. And so I know that there's probably some people who relate to that. And, And even like little things that are like so like like, I, my first ever, like, podcast that I was, like, guest starring on, mm-hmm. which, that's, like, a fun thing, yeah. you know? And I had such an insane expectation for, like, how it was going to go, how it was going to be, how it was going to be released. Mm-hmm. And there were so many technical difficulties that it didn't even, it never got re-recorded. Mm-hmm. I never, like, heard back. And I literally went home and it was, crushed. like, crying yeah. in my bed because I was so defeated. Mm-hmm. And so sometimes it's, like, for me, I think sometimes those expectations, sometimes they can be bad, but I think sometimes they can, in a weird way of the world, can be good because I reflect on a lot of those Mm -hmm. things and I'm like, that needed to happen Mm -hmm. for me to like almost get to like refocus because it was Mm. something weird happened after that. And it was like I was shifting what I was would have talked the about then wouldn't have even, even like mm. been relevant like one week later. Mm. So it's really weird too. I think sometimes like we can't, 
it's you know it's so much easier mm-hmm. said than done to like not feel super defeated but I think that's why too it's it's really good to reflect on those expectations yeah. because you never know maybe that was such an integral piece of your story mm-hmm. that like needed to happen mm-hmm. to get like where you're going and when you find yourself in those pits yeah. every time just it sucks but yeah. trusting that like this is going to make sense yeah I mean, it almost always does um and I can't think of one person that has anything that, that they've built that they're proud of that is whatever we define as success mm-hmm. that wouldn't say like I needed every single one of those shortcomings mm-hmm. those unmet expectations those lessons like I needed those to happen yeah. to teach me what I need to know today so we find that come up all the time and it's mm-hmm. so hard as a coach because I obviously want to be able to support people but there's so many times I'm like and like that one girl specifically who was like, okay, I'm just going to keep on trying and like eventually it'll click and it'll all feel good. Yeah. And like, st- <laughs> all right. We had a quick storage issue. So I'm kind of testing <laughs> this where we're going to see. But that one situation specifically where she's like, everything's going to click. I'm like, stop doing that. Like, stop telling yeah. yourself that because do you agree? I mean, sure. There's times again, you, you do enough things where they compound and you're like, oh, I'm kind of on to something. Okay. But I think it's a very false narrative that one day it's going to click. And things are just going to flow. That's not how it ever works. Yeah, a thousand percent. Because I'm literally living that. I mean, I, you know, I left it and you probably saw like the Traveling Hearsays episode, but I'm almost a year into that. And I can tell you where I thought I would be at this point is literally not not even a glimmer of the same of where I'm actually at. But I'm really grateful for where I'm at right now. And I'm still like, I can't really see where the next, where I'm at in six months from now. And there comes a point too, I think like, when you are in a building stage, like sometimes you do kind of have to just be like Surrender. really open yeah. and let it let be what's going to be until mm-hmm. there's like a moment where you're like, OK, I'm going to kind of like run with this a little mm-hmm. bit because this feels good to me. Like something about this is like working. And, and and then, you know, maybe you get to a point where you can think a lot more clear about like going in the future. But I think it's kind of like everybody's a little bit different with that. Mm-hmm. And sometimes ha- I think the, the biggest thing is like you can have structure, you can have vision. As long as it has an open vast field to live in, because mm-hmm. like it has to like move and groove mm-hmm. and shift and and you have to kind of be able to like go with that mm-hmm. rather than like letting it completely defeat you or be in that space where you're like waiting for something magical to mm-hmm. happen when a lot of that has to really kind of come within and really. you can't like choose when those little glimmers yeah like, oh this is happening like you don't get to choose when those are happening mm-hmm. so you just have to i think be really grateful for them when they do mm-hmm. and lean into them and like savor them for what they're worth will comes and i think i think it's just like constantly reminding yourself of that mm-hmm. will be helpful for people i don't know we've gone a lot of different directions yeah <laughs> kind of I hope this all does like come together and yeah. make sense to everybody so we had education overload i think that's kind of the the most of what yeah. we wanted to touch on. So I think the main takeaways for stylists that I hope is that if you guys are hearing this and you find, and again, if you're not feeling this, let this episode go. Don't take on mm-hmm. this stress if it is not already something that you're dealing with. And we just had a masterclass inside of Soul Tribe this last month where Kristen, who's in Leisha's Soul Tribe, mm-hmm. she did like this social media detox. And I know Leisha really took it on too. Yeah. And so that's been a conversation we've been having a lot inside of Stylist will try. So one, I think for ourselves, obviously, take what we have said, unplug, mute, what you need to. You've heard a million people say that. But you have an interesting perspective where, like, do clients also feel mm-hmm. that? And then you were telling me this, like, TikTok rabbit hole. You kind <laughs> of, yeah. should we go there? <laughs> you kind of came down? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, and I think, like, the social media detox is really good even, too, just, like, for a stylist point of view. Because it is, like, really interesting how when you do step away from, like, getting that, like, feeling like you're yelled out from, like, every angle it is like it is like a reset it's a really nice reset so i do feel like if you are in that place that's a that's a great first step to go to is like literally completely detox but i do think it's it's an interesting perspective of like we've been feeling that i've heard so so many stylists who are feeling bored mm-hmm. burnt out like like don't know where like, instagram's going social mm-hmm. media is going and i can't help but to kind of also wonder if like clients Mm -hmm. feel that way as well especially because it's become i almost feel like instagram has become like an hair industry podcast or like a marketing podcast or not because that's the algorithm we have but really it feels like people in our life who are in this industry Mm -hmm. do not have the same issue that we have so there's definitely something happening in this industry yeah 
And I, I think, like, the thing that Lisa was kind of referencing with the, the TikTok thing mm-hmm. that I fell down, I was watching a TikTok video, and it was not even hairstylist related, but there was something mentioned about a, you know, like, going to a hair appointment as part of this girl's day or something like that. And I kind of caught this thread of comments, and it was really interesting because a lot of people were really talking about how they felt like stylists are just charging to charge, mm-hmm. like, they're charging, like, you know, really high prices and then like they have to spend all day at the salon and it's like they they don't really want that. But it, and, and then even too, just hearing I heard specifically a lot of people even saying like, OK, well, here comes all the hairstylists who are going to go on and tell us why mm-hmm. they charge this and why this matters and why they're doing that. And and it was just like an interesting perspective to kind of hear. And obviously I like empathize from like, the other side because I'm like, no, no, defense. yeah, but. At the same time, like, we do have to recognize that, like, truly, our clients don't care about some of that stuff. The so, stuff like, that we putting like out now. reels and things like that about, like, how you run your business or, like, mm-hmm. product costs or, like, even, like, in the world of, like, our industry, like, we're obviously the only ones that actually care mm-hmm. about that. And I think mm-hmm. just some of that has turned almost into, like, clients could be feeling like they're just getting they're seeing this left and right and getting yelled at from like stylists and salons that they've maybe followed and and I think that a lot of like you know clients or just people are feeling kind of like bombarded yeah. by just so much and I think it's almost I don't know I don't it's know like, like when your... Instagram was fresh mm-hmm. it was like this exciting new space we have yeah. all been on here trying to figure shit out taking mm-hmm. courses learning how to do reels mm-hmm. using chat gpt we're all trying to play the same strategy in the same game but it's almost like you just like leave all these people to their devices of like yeah. what what is this going to turn into and i do think it's just become this echo chamber mm-hmm. this you know regurgitated mm-hmm. again and again and again and you, we've all heard it. It's going to be me saying what other people have said. We've seen the the posts about, you know, don't shame your clients for how they come yeah. in. And I don't even stand one side or the other. I think we're all just playing with our phones. We yeah. don't know what the right thing to do is. <laughs> yeah. Like, again, I empathize for everyone doing that. But it was interesting hearing Leisha telling me what she was reading. Because I honestly don't know if I would have dove as deep into that either. Like, I don't know if yeah. I would have sat and, like, consumed that as much. But I think all that just goes to say is, like, it is an app on our phone. Mm-hmm. I know that's why you guys are listening to this podcast. That's probably how you... Yeah. Like, so it is important, but in the same breath, it doesn't fucking matter at all, you know? Yeah. And I don't think any of that to, like, again, like, because I'm still out here marketing on Instagram and making real. Yeah. I think those things are important, but I, I think it's important, like, the whole point, I guess, of where I was even going from that. And obviously, the TikTok comments I saw is a small mm-hmm. percentage of, like, people... But I just think it's important to really reevaluate our customers' needs and wants because we've gotten into this place of like, like you said, we're kind of like taking this information and maybe it's regurgitated, maybe it's built upon. And we have to also realize that like those things constantly change. Like our markets constantly change. Consumerism constantly changes. Just like keeping your feet on the ground. So it's just being aware of that and reassessing as we need to and not getting too, too, like you said, caught up with like, Things as said with the app, mm-hmm. how you're coming across, but also just not too caught up too with like what we think that we constantly need to be like doing mm-hmm. and putting out and, you know, whether whatever spectrum that looks mm-hmm. like. So I just want to add that in because I yeah, don't like, want that to seem like I'm time, like. Totally. But when was the last time we stopped and just said, like, let me put myself in my client's mm-hmm. shoes? Yeah. What do they care about right now? And it yeah. is like going back to education. We've been learning yeah. for so long that we need to show up. We need to keep the algorithm primed. We need to hack all these things. We need to go viral. We need to do all this that it, we really have like floated off so far that like we're yeah. not grounded in like what are we doing all this for, you, you know? know? And again, here and here's where I find a difference too from my perspective watching people. If social media is an outlet for you and it makes you feel good and you have mm-hmm. fun creating it and that naturally comes to you, for the love of God, do that. You are the people who are like yeah. succeeding with it. If you hate doing it, like when we get on Soul Tribe calls and it's like, okay, what's your homework for the month? They're like, I guess I'm going to post three times on Instagram. And I'm like, do you want to do that? Like, mm-hmm. why is that our homework? It, like, if it feels right for you, if it's a creative outlet, if it feels like you're like getting your point across, great. If you're feeling like I don't even know what to do, but I was just told that I'm supposed to do it, take a break. I'm not mm-hmm. saying never do it again. Clearly, I built yeah. my business through social media, but like, we just need to come back to like 
what is working. And also there are successful stylists in my community where some of them are blowing up on social media. That's where they've seen their success. Mm-hmm. And there's some that are not on social media at all that oh, are yeah. more successful than anyone else. So it's just, again, honoring what your journey is supposed to be and yeah. that it doesn't have to be what everybody else is doing as oh, well. Yeah, totally. Like I it totally feels agree. like a lot of this should go without saying, but we just, again, we're in these rooms mm-hmm. and we hear these same things come up again and again. And I just feel like sometimes we just have to like turn the lights on and be like, what are we all fucking talking about? Yeah. You know? like Yeah. Because like I listen, I, someone could be listening to this podcast because I've done this before too, where I'm like, oh yeah, fuck yeah. I'm like uh-huh. so inspired. I'm done with this. And then it takes like sometimes one moment, like maybe the next day where I'm on Instagram and I instantly feel like, oh shit, like, no, I should be doing that. So I think that's the moment. It's not when you're listening to this right now. It's like tomorrow when you're scrolling on Instagram, make sure you take a pause when you feel that moment and really like reassess just like everything like Lisa was saying earlier and make sure it's it's right for you, aligned for you, what you need. Yeah. And Kristen's masterclass, she like really took it serious and mm-hmm. she like had a strategy to it. And mm-hmm. I was like, share this with everyone else. It really worked for you. And she like, she set a time limit on Instagram for one mm-hmm. minute because that was the lowest you could do. She handed her husband her phone and she said, you put in the code because I'm detoxing. I don't want to yeah. lose my drafts. I don't want to delete the app. But she was like, you put the code in. And so she could only go on Instagram for one minute. And it also made her realize how many how often she was just subconsciously clicking yeah. it because, again, we're all addicted to our freaking phones. And she said that there was a point that in less than one minute, because that's when the timer went out, she checked her messages. Like, is anybody messaging the salon? She's a salon owner. She needs to hear from people. She got a message from another owner that she looks up to and she's inspired by. And that owner had an auto response set up. And you know how Instagram's constantly changing and some of you are like, I didn't even know they had auto responses. Somebody's like, yeah, I've had that set up. And in that moment, she goes, oh, of course she's like up to date on the newest thing. Of course I don't have auto responses set up for for people who are messaging my... And she said in less than one minute, she was already like, I'm not doing as good as this owner that I could be doing as good as. And that like, you don't even sometimes notice that it's happening. It's just these like microscopic feelings that then lead to... I'm burnt out. I'm uninspired. I, I feel like I'm cranking my wheels and nothing's coming of it. And I just feel like sometimes we just have to, like, bring awareness to it and talk about it. Yeah. Because even, too, like, I I did, I kind of followed Kristen's social media detox, mm-hmm. too. And I will say even just, like, another perspective of that is, like, almost just like how you we were saying earlier, how you can almost get too deep into your businesses and, like, your expectations. You can get too deep into, like, social media to where you're, like, you – you don't it's like a post analysis or like mm-hmm. paralysis or whatever yeah. and i felt like that for a while and and almost taking a complete week off and not looking at not thinking about it coming back on i felt kind of like re-inspired just to like make a bunch of reels and post and i was like and i'm like yeah. i don't even really care if this is like relevant like mm-hmm. to what the trends are or whatever mm-hmm. but like and i put that on i feel good about that mm-hmm. and like i didn't get like too in my head about that so sometimes again it's I think it can go a lot of different ways Mm -hmm. with that. But yeah, it's just it's all about just knowing when you need to like take a step back and take a moment. Yeah. Yeah. And I just we see so many people again in our circle. If this isn't the reality for you, Mm -hmm. great. I love that. But if you ever find yourself just feeling down and feeling discouraged and feeling like you're just posting for the sake of posting, you don't even know Mm -hmm. why you're doing this anymore. You don't even know what to say. You're like, oh, I got to play on my weekly post. Let me scroll Instagram and see what everyone Mm -hmm. else is doing and do a version of it. Why are we doing this? It's a crazy hamster wheel we've yeah, all found ourselves in. And sometimes we just have to be like, what's going on? Again, I say that in the exact same breath of like, same. Like we're all yeah. still trying to figure <laughs> yeah. it out. Like I'm not this like on my, you know, high horse, like mm-hmm. telling you guys what to do. Same. I feel it too. I'm always trying to do it too. I just think it's empowering to talk about and hear yeah. other people say. It. And that's what we find so many times during Soul Drive pauses. One person will say and everybody will be like, same. And we're like, yeah. okay, so I'm not alone in this. Like, I feel oh, yeah. what I'm feeling other people are dealing with as well. So I'm glad we got to touch on that. Mm-hmm. I feel like we kind of went over most of our things. Is there any yeah. other, like, major things you want to dive into? This has been just, like, a total chit-chat yeah. fun episode, but I'm going to dig it. We'll yeah. see how it, all, how it listens back, but I kind of like it. No, I feel like we definitely gave a really good overview and even uh-huh. intertwined all three of those mm-hmm. things really well. So, yeah. yeah no, okay. That's so exciting. the last thing we're going to do when we wrap up, who knows if this is going to be something <laughs> that continues, but I there's I was like laying in bed one night scrolling TikTok, which I do way too much. <laughs> and there's this like cute little TikTok trend. Maybe you guys have seen it. It's like the weekly report or the monthly report. I don't know if me and Leisha are going to do a quarterly report. Mm-hmm. I don't know how often we're going to do this, but it's like it's like photos on TikTok that you like swipe through. 
And there's R-E-P-O-R-T. R is reading, E is eating, P is play, O is obsessing, R is recommending, and T is treat. And I love looking at them because I always want to know what people are reading. If you guys are anything like me, I get stuck on these like hyper fixation mm-hmm. foods and stuff like that. So this is just silly. This is <laughs> stupid. I may start bringing this to Soul Tribe episodes. I may not, but I'm going to have Leisha start off with her We'll call it the November report, but okay. I don't know when we're going to do this next. So what's your R for reading? Okay, so this isn't what I'm currently reading, but I did just read, and this is is this is an oldie book. Like, mm-hmm. I think it came out in, like, 2017 or something, but it was like I read it at the time I needed to read mm-hmm. it. But it's the book Unfuck Yourself, and it's by Scott. I'm losing the train of his last name. That's okay. But it's just, and it really kind of actually ties into this episode mm-hmm. well because it's really just about, like, embracing the uncertainty like getting out of your head and like taking a step back and just like knowing that like it's gonna work mm-hmm. out and things are good. and it was a really easy read and i think it yeah it was just that was like my favorite read lately i needed moment. it at the moment yeah All right, how about your e okay so e for me is um so <laughs> dark chocolate granola i know okay. that is like kind of basic but oh. there's this specific brand and it's from hy-vee which uh-huh. is obviously like a local store here i don't know if i can okay, find this version other places I forget. It's something like monkey something. Okay. I have no idea. But anyways, they, they just have like these like dark chocolate granola bites. And mm. it's like my favorite That's snack. I'm just like, I, actually, no, I don't think it is. Okay. I think it's kind of mixed into <laughs> the like, you know, cereal section uh-huh. or whatever. But but you, yeah, I don't know. I'm just upset. If you can't find it, I'll have to share I know. some uh, monkey <laughs> I know. granola. Yeah, that's See, clearly down I know these are so stupid, but I love to hear these little <laughs> things about people. I love them. Okay, yeah. so what is your pee for play? Okay, so recently... My husband and I, we have never done like an indoor climbing gym, mm-hmm. but we, there's a really cool one actually here in Bloomington called Upper Limits. And it was just so freaking fun. And mm-hmm. like they turned these farm silos into these like, you know, the the climbing and like they are almost like 70 feet high. It is crazy, mm-hmm. but it was so much freaking fun. It was yeah. such a good workout. It was just like, you're just falling back like a kid. Like mm-hmm. it was just like good, like play like time yes totally i've never even been there so i need to go there maybe that's what we need yeah maybe yeah it's really fun it's super fun how about O for obsessing what are you obsessing over right now okay again this like feels like such like basic (laughs) i like the basics (laughs) basics tell me i i just recently (laughs) finally got on the like guava stone thing and i think i literally just lay in bed and i'm just like guasha or guasha guasha sorry (laughs) what is guava no 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 like a fruit yes it is yes guasha stone guasha stone yes yes basically just a facial massager um sometimes i don't always i forget sometimes i have one but i don't use it as much as yeah but i just like like to sit in bed i'll like watch shows and i'm just constantly like i don't know but it's like what are you doing drainage yeah yeah yeah. but it's just like i really enjoy it i don't know okay um what's your r for recommending (laughs) this is kind of corny but i put social media detox (laughs) so so again we talked about that in Uh the episode but i do really like really really recommend it i think Mm -hmm. it's a really great reset that we all need at some yeah okay and then tea for treat what's your treat recently i treated myself to a massage and i again i know that's like a common thing but this specific massage literally was like the best massage mm-hmm. i ever got in she my sent life me Marco Polo, so we get on <laughs> we get on a weekly call we call it our yeah. lnl meeting every wednesday morning and we do like a check-in like are how are you feeling are you red yellow green like are you mm-hmm. overwhelmed are you good and then we do like a segue it's from the book rocket fuel that's how i came yeah. up with these ideas and so we always say like our personal and professional like wins or highs just so we're staying up to date with each other's lives and it was a low week for you like you were already yeah. like stressed yeah. you were feeling not good we were all kind of in a rut there was a lot of people in a rut yeah. that week myself included and i remember she sent me a polo, and in the very next polo, I don't even think I like watched it yet. But she came in, and she was just like, "I don't care what anything in the world." <laughs> like, I feel so good right now. Everything I said, I take back. Yeah, that's all you needed was to reset with a massage. I know it was. Yeah, it was really good. Like, I I've never had a massage where you almost feel like you're in like a euphoric state yep. afterwards. That's literally what I was at. So the moral of the story mm-hmm. of all of mine is, I just need to make regular trips back to Bloomington for the climbing yes. gym, the massage, yes. and my she dark granola treats. To have so. like a, a <laughs> A staple living here, yeah, or a vacation house, or maybe like an Airbnb or something. I know, because I, I don't want her to leave me. Okay, yeah. my report are reading. It does not go in alignment with this podcast episode at all. I've been reading Buy Back Your Time for a long time. It's actually my mm-hmm. first. I'm on the last chapter. I'm about to be done. I don't know what book I'm starting next. 
and it's good. It was recommended to me by my friend Hunter. It is for like outsourcing and hiring. And it's just a really, really good perspective. It's a very actionable book. That's by Dan Martell. And I actually was reading it and then it got gifted to me also mm. at my mastermind. And I have two. Actually, do you want one? Sure. So I do have one. I was like, oh, I can <laughs> yeah. gift that to someone. So make sure I give yeah. that to you before you leave. Okay. Reading, eating, my hyperfixation that I've been eating for a while now and I'm just so obsessed with is Good Culture Cottage Cheese mixed with like scramble an egg or two eggs with Good Culture Cottage Cheese. It like melts so good. It's super protein rich. Put that on a slice of sourdough in the morning. I It's like my go-to. I fucking love it. Play for me. I did... Leisha and I did a yoga class a couple weeks ago here where we're at, and that was my first yoga class I've ever done, but it was so much fun, and I'm like, I'm a girly that does yoga now, like, I want to start doing this, um, so we're actually yeah. going to do one again in a couple of weeks, so yes. highly recommend that. I had another one for play. What else did I... Oh, and another one for play. <laughs> I have my daughter, and I have been watching The Golden Bachelor. Have you watched that? No. Or no? It is. I've seen like so commercial fucking good. Is it funny? Okay, in like the way that the Bachelor. Okay, I was gonna so say. So I went yeah. down a. It was probably a few years ago. I was watching the regular Bachelor, yeah. and I like got into a habit of that, and it was just like turn my brain off, brain off escapism. Yeah, it's so stupid when you're watching. Like <laughs> I say out loud as I'm watching it, this is so stupid. <laughs> but the regular Bachelor, they would have to like artificially like make this drama and so yeah. that made it so stupid the golden bachelor is all like older people <laughs> so gary the guy he's 73 i think oh and my he's, gosh he's 73 yeah, he talks like kermit the I didn't... he's so precious and pure and good and all oh these ladies gosh. are in their 70s they don't have to fabricate any drama it is so fucking funny all oh on its my own gosh. and skylar my 10 year old daughter <laughs> loves that does like, she really but skylar loves old people like she's so drawn to like she just thinks they're so cute and like oh yeah she's there's another random tangent my papa my my papa skylar's great papa he's 92 is my last grandparent that's alive he this is my sister told me this yesterday and made me want to cry my aunt shelly told her he asked for lily's number because he wants to text skylar and lily and start communicating with them more to give him something to remember them by. Mm. So he has been having Skylar and him go back and forth with lines of the Gettysburg Address. <laughs> Skylar loves it. It's that's what it's like. So fucking funny. Okay, but that's like precious. Like <laughs> the fact that my papa is ninety two. Oh my gosh. Sitting in his apartment by himself and he's such a good texter. He sends emojis. He's so good at texting. <laughs> And so he texts her, he's like, do you know much about Abraham Lincoln? She said, sadly, no. That's what she was there. But he knows. Okay, let's start. What he's the most known for is the Gettysburg Address. I'm going to send you a line and you look it up and you send me a line. It will take mm -hmm. some time, but let's do it together. And then it's like four score, it's seven years ago. So then we were like, the Alexa asking her to tell us oh the Gettysburg Address. And Skylar was writing it back. So I think before long, I'm going to know the Gettysburg Address. Which is the cutest fucking thing. Anyway. I am freaking obsessed with that entire too. story. I am too. So oh Skylar loves The Golden Bachelor. She loves Love watching these little old ladies with their cute, little, cringy, funny, oh precious, adorable. If you guys haven't watched The Golden Bachelor, it is <laughs> so pure and hilarious and stupid and amazing. If you want to turn your brain off and like... That to me, that is oh play. Yeah. So good. Okay. What am I obsessing over? Oh, here's what I'm obsessing over. <laughs> I, the, I'm going to go on tangents with all these. Okay. So I used <laughs> to sometimes get my nails done and I would always get a full set since, like, you know, we all were in middle school. We went yeah. to the mall and we got a full set for $25. Every time I go into a nail salon, I kind of panic and I don't know what to say. And I'm like, full set. Like, I just freak out. And because that's all I've ever gotten, that's all I ever know to get. And it destroys my nails. Mm, and so I yeah. get it sometimes when I take pictures, I try to keep up with it. And then my nails look like shit. And I like don't have good looking nails. I've always like had this thing with my, like, I, they, they bend, they break, whatever. I had a gel manicure for the first time, which I know is no big deal to like 100% <laughs> of the population. But Lisa's a girl myself. who gets gel manicures. And yeah, does yoga class. Person. Yeah. So like I walked out of there. And this guy was so nice. He, Rosemary Nails, we're shouting out all the Bloomington places. Mm -hmm. Jason at Rosemary Nails, he was so great. It didn't hurt. I'm usually like in pain at the nail salon. He was so gentle. My nails look so nice and I just don't feel like grody and it just feels really good. So I am a new human. I get gel manicures <laughs> every two weeks and I go to yoga now, apparently. Yes. We'll see how long that lasts. Yeah. I've really taken on a new identity. So I've been obsessing <laughs> that. Recommending, I couldn't really think of anything. So what I'm going with is weightlifting. I have, Ryan and I have been on a good yeah. groove. We have been working out 
so consistently, like nearly daily, every single day when he gets off work, we have been training together. We, you know, do our own like split. We do legs, push, pull, and he's in charge. He's got all our PRs on his phone. I just do whatever he tells me to do. But I have been feeling so good. I feel like I've been looking good. We're on a good groove. And I've just been like consuming my own podcasts and YouTube videos and stuff. And like, there is so much that ties back to weightlifting of like, longevity, anti-aging, like your skin. And I know so Mm -hmm. many people, there's yoga, there's running, there's what are all these things. I just recommend that you guys all start some sort of weightlifting routine because it really is powerful. And I feel like on top of my fitness right at this very moment. And then treat, I have two different treats. The weekend of my birthday, I hung out with my girlfriends, the Fab Five that I've been friends with for forever. And we all booked a trip to go to LA to visit my friend Kylie in April. So that was a treat. I'm so excited. We've always done like weekends since like 2016. We started getting together regularly. Like, we were friends when we were like four. And then we would see each other every once in a while. And then Jacqueline's brother passed away in 2018. And we got really close again. And so we've just been like seeing each other regularly. But we've never done like a weekend trip. And this is going to be an extended weekend. And we're like flying on airplanes together. Yeah. And it's going to be so much fun. When we were kids, we went to the Wisconsin Dells all together. And that was fun. So I'm just like giddy to hang out with yeah. all of them. And Kylie, if you're listening to this, you probably are. We might get like a helicopter ride because Kylie's getting her helicopter license right now. It's so freaking cool. It's going to be so cool. I'm so excited. I'll yeah. probably puke if I do that. But that's a big treat. And then another thing that I'm treating myself to, it's in like a week and a half, I think, because I just got the notification on my phone to stop picking my face because I'm really bad at that. But I'm getting a chemical peel for the first time. Like I've gotten like the little ones with a facial, mm-hmm. but this is like a full, it's called a VI peel. It's like a seven day peel and on day three and four your skin peels off like a snake mm-hmm. and i just love trying weird shit like that i'll try yeah. anything once so i'll obviously be posting on my instagram story as my skin is peeling i know i can't wait to see yeah, i know the results of that too so that's my november report <laughs> hope you guys enjoyed that little tidbit yes. and yeah this was a fun episode i can't think of anything else any other final thoughts from you no, apparently just watch Golden Bachelor is watch what we've the learned. Golden Bachelor is so good. And actually, it was on last night and we went out to eat. Oh, yeah. Instead of watching it, so me and Skylar are going to binge it tonight because I don't know if it's nice. Leslie, that one, or if it's Teresa, but I mm. think that it's Leslie. But we'll see. <laughs> we Spoiler alert. See. Yeah. But I don't know. <laughs> well, I'm probably not. not. By this comes out, it will definitely be. Yeah. Out. Yeah. Okay. Thank you guys for listening. Grateful as fuck for all of you. And thank you, yeah. Alicia, for these fun podcasts. Thanks for episodes. having me on today. Thank you so much for listening to this week's episode of Stylist Soul Tribe Conversations. Before we wrap up, I've got some exciting news to share. My brand new course, Mindset to Magic, is finally here. This isn't just any course. It's a proven roadmap for transformation, combining personal development with explosive business growth. Through the seven transformative pillars from embracing an abundance mindset to unlocking big magic in your life, we'll journey together towards your wildest dreams. If you've been enjoying this podcast, you are going to love this course. Click the link in the show notes, and I cannot wait to welcome you into Mindset to Magic.